Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is Tuesday, uh, March 10th, 2020. And those of you watching live can see that I'm still wearing my Be Strong BFR bands. I trained with them this morning. I've been training with them just about every day. And I don't necessarily have to do high reps. Uh, Even with low reps, I get a better pump. And then I wear them uh, for a few hours after the gym to keep that pump. I see changes in my legs that are amazing. You can actually win a BFR uh, blood flow restriction. I mean, a B strong blood flow restriction band system. If you go to superhumanradio.net, you'll see a banner ad pop up as soon as you get there. Click it, enter your name and email address. <clears throat> Excuse me. The winner will be an- uh, announced um, at the end of April uh, on the show and via email. Of course, we have to thank our title sponsor, Legendary Foods. Uh, you know, I've been talking a lot about the tasty pastries. They are amazing. They're in stock, by the way. Um, and they are really a fantastic dessert. They're basically a Pop-Tart uh, without all the guilt. Uh, nine grams of protein, less than one gram of sugar. And uh, But we forget that Legendary Foods is, is renowned for their nut butters. They make the most decadent, most extremely delicious nut butters with zero sugar added, which is amazing. And uh, they are the best. And you should check those out too. Go to Eat Legendary Dot com, and of course, uh, let them know Carl sent you. And without further delay, let me run his music. It's been three long weeks since we've seen him. Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish on the Superhuman Radio Network. I've gotten emails, people going, what's going on with Rob? Is Rob okay? And it's like, yeah, just schedules, things, uh, this happened, that happened, and it was three weeks since you've been back on the air. Yeah, and I didn't realize it's been three weeks. That's, uh, I guess time flies. <laughs> it does. We're all so busy. You know? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I need to commend you on the way that you've kind of organized and summarized the shows. I've been all over SHR. Let's say for the last week or so, um, due to several things I've been researching, and it's just so easy to navigate now. I mean, I can literally look at a show and know within two minutes whether it's you know what I need or or I need to go elsewhere. Is, so, is it because of the transcripts, or is it because of the t- the subject matter? Or I mean, what what do you attribute that to? It's a little bit of both, but I'll say this: it, I would say more so the transcripts. Uh, because, you know, you're given a, a kind of an overview there of what was discussed. And you might not get all the details, but, you know, in my case, like I was researching a particular peptide and I said, okay, boom, there it is. You know, yep, that's that's exactly what I, I need you to find. And there I am, you know. I, I got to thank Kirkland Morletti for that because Kirkland listens to every single show. And yeah. then he creates the the basically show notes with timestamps. Like at this point, they talked about this. At that point, they talked about that. And he does an amazing job. The guy is so talented. And uh, I, I don't know what I would do without him. He's a very, very important part of this show now. Yeah, he's been a friend of mine for a while. I didn't realize he was behind that. So, hey, kudos, right? 
Yeah, he's great. Awesome. Great. He lives the life. He's a he's a devoted uh, trainee. I mean, he's uh, he he walks the walks the talk. There's no doubt about it. Great guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully, I'm going to hang out with them. We're going to go to Nashville and try to meet up uh, sometime in the very near future. Um, oh, that's great. Because he's not far from me. He's on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, but he's a little further east than Nashville. Uh, yeah. I can get to Nashville in about an hour and a half, two hours from here, and I think he can get to Nashville in about an hour from where he is. So we're going to try yeah. to plan up a, a, a meetup. That's terrific. Great, man. Tell him I said hi, okay? I will. What's going on at CoachRobRegish.com? Anything exciting? Um, we have a new updated website, uh, blog material. Uh, I will have a, a, a bigger announcement next month. Uh, but for right now, you know, uh, uh, no huge sale. I do know Synthogen is finally in the hands of those people that had back orders. So I just wanted to thank you for your patience. Um, Tranquilogen, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's a 15% off sale on that now. So if you go to tranquilogen.com, save 15, that gets you 15% off, not just a bottle, but also twin packs and, and cases, which are also discounted. Well, there's some other exciting news, right? The resurrection of Progenidrex at, at uh, Predator Nutrition, right? Everybody oh, was yeah. looking for Progenidrex. It just disappeared. People were like, what happened? And they've uh, had yeah. some management changes over there, and they were like, oh, my God. Why aren't we promoting Progenidrex anymore? So it's back up on the website, right? Yeah, both Progenidrex and Symphogen are finally back in stock at Predator. Um, they they had been sold out for quite some time. So I, I totally forgot that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. yeah. Our, our friends across the pond were probably <laughs> wondering whatever happened to Progenidrex, and now it's back. So you can get it at PredatorNutrition.com, yeah. so check that out. Yeah. So the first question comes from uh, Mark Smethers, and he says... Uh, I heard you discussing modafinil. This is a great question because I just used modafinil for the first time last week. He says, I heard oh. you discussing modafinil a few weeks ago as a nootropic. Can you elaborate a bit? Like how much do you take and what does it feel like? Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, modafinil is sold under a couple of different trade names, probably most most frequently ProVigil. Uh, but there are others. It's a medication that was developed to treat sleeping, uh, sleepiness due to narcolepsy. Uh, shift and, works. And, it, and sleep apnea now. Yeah, and I was going to say, and obstructive sleep apnea. And, when and that, I read baffle, that, I, that baffles me. It's like, fix their sleep apnea. Don't give them a pill to stay awake during the daytime. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> you know... Well, it has seen some off-label use as a as a cognitive enhancer. The research on that and the effectiveness of it or lack thereof is not conclusive. I would tell you, though, that it's plenty effective for that purpose. Uh, it was approved for medical use in this country going back to 1997-98. And the backstory on that, though, is really interesting. Um, and it's it's rarely talked about. But several decades ago, the United States Air Force was looking for something to keep its pilots awake and focused on these very long uh, ferry flights called, they were called ferry flights to Europe, and now the wars that we're fighting in the Middle East, right? And so that typically involved multiple air-to-air refuelings, which is, under the best of circumstances, a very dangerous thing to do right you got two jets going 
four or five hundred miles an hour literally hooking up and transferring thousands of pounds of fuel. So they believe it or not, the military to keep their pilots awake, they used to give them speed. Um, but that that is obviously not the best solution, especially if you've ever seen, you know, the cockpit of a fighter plane. These things in, in most cases are very, very cramped. Superhumans <laughs> of, of the size that many of us are, it is not pleasant. You would be extremely claustrophobic, or at least I would. You add speed on top of that, right? And now you got issues. Everything from um, claustrophobia to, you know, moving your bowels. You know, they had all these, these problems to fix, so to speak. Interestingly enough, um, it is also used by astronauts on the International Space Station. And when referring to modafinil, uh, what they say is that it is, quote, available to use to the crew to optimize performance while fatigued. And it helps with the disruptions in circadian rhythms, as well as reducing the sleep quality of the astronauts. Uh, or, excuse me, the to deal with the reduced sleep quality that they get. Interestingly enough, the Russians use Fenaboot, but that's a different story. In the United States, modafinil is classified as a Schedule Four drug. Um, in the United Kingdom, uh, there too, it's a prescription-only medication. Schedule Four, understand, is not nearly as onerous as Schedule Three, um, but it's still controlled. Generally, doses of between 100 and 300 milligrams uh, are recommended for individuals. Its effects range, in my opinion, from very subtle to very noticeable. And it, it's not always, interestingly enough, related to the dose. Some people get ultra-focused on 100 milligrams, whereas others require up to 300 milligrams for the same effect. Mostly, though, to describe its effects... You're just awake, right, without the speedy feeling that traditional ephedrine, caffeine, pre-workout supplements bring. It is, it's best use, in my opinion, um, is, long, is for long-distance driving, especially at night. And I have no doubt that in that regard, it has saved many, many lives. I can't recommend this, but personally, I enjoy 12 um, to 25 milligrams of ephedrine, 70 to, 100, 70 to 100 milligrams of caffeine, 2 to 3 grams of tyrosine, and 50 to 100 milligrams of modafinil. On an empty stomach, pre-workout is a nice, and I would argue, um, safer alternative to super high-dose ephedrine caffeine, or certainly ephedrine caffeine and Yohimbi or something that's going to dramatically spike your heart rate and blood pressure okay in case in, in fact in my case on that exact stack that i just gave you my blood pressure i measured as 110 over 80 so the you know did it did it raise it slightly ever so slightly the diastolic went up maybe five points but that's me you know the, your mileage may differ um so that is the effects of modafinil. That's where it stands on the schedule list. That's what the history is with the compound. I would expect that moving forward, um, the biggest use of it and its legal cousin, adrafinil, which is the prodrug to modafinil, uh, is used by students. 
you know, uh, these are the, the new brain steroids, so to speak. And kids are using them to, to study and to focus. And you know what? Why not? That, that's how I look at it. Robert David, we'll get to your question here in a minute. So just, just stay, stay put. So here's my experience. I did it for the first time last week. So apparently yep. there's modafinil and amodafinil. So, so uh, this drug has a chirality. So there's a left-handed and a right-handed version of the molecule. And the uh, amodafinil is stronger. So you take less. You take 50 to 150 milligrams. I took modafinil. I took 100 milligrams. I didn't like it. It made me feel clammy. Uh, it made me feel... I, I, I had sensations that I didn't like that I that were distracting from any uh, mood altering that I, I experienced. Now wow. I have eight. I have eight. I have uh, I have sixty tabs of uh, modafinil and and twenty tabs of uh, armadafinil, uh, and I don't know what I'm going to do with them now because I don't I don't like the way it made me feel. <laughs> Talk to me. Rob, Rob Talk wants to him. Me. Rob wants him. Okay. Talk to me after you get yeah, off I, I, was, I was not impressed. I was like, you know, I, I don't like this. I, I rather take a, a gram of kratom, and it gives yeah. me that same up feeling, and I feel great. I haven't tried the armadafinil yet. I would love to. So you know, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send it to you, but then Jen's going to get mad at me. All right, let, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and work a, a live question in real quick, and that is sure. from Robert David. And he says, uh, hey, Carl and Rob, I have a question regarding TRT and injections. Do any of you aspirate when doing intramuscular injections? I know there is no need. However, some people still do it. Thanks. I'll listen later. Love the show. Who told you there's no need? Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. Um, I did it when I originally started with it. And I did it in large part because of what I read in Dan Duchesne's uh, underground steroid handbook too, where he, he, it was either there or one of his columns, he described it. Um, I, I must confess that, you know, after that, I didn't do it much. I still don't probably should. Um, but I've never had an issue and, and that doesn't mean I w- will never have an issue, but that's my two cents on it. That's, what I've done, what I continue. I, I have always aspirated and thank God I have because over since 2005 ish, I probably have, uh, pulled blood back into the syringe three dozen times. And if I would have just let that oil loose, it would have gone in and I would have had, so I've actually accidentally didn't aspirate one time. I told the story to Porter Cottrell. I called him immediately afterwards. I was shooting in my quad and I forgot to aspirate. I pushed it in. Good. I thought nothing of it. And uh, about an hour later, I had this really bad pain in my leg, my quad. It was really like like sore. And so yeah. I called Porter. I said, Porter, I said, I just gave myself an injection. I, I forgot to aspirate. And now it hurts. He goes, yeah, you probably hit a vein. He goes, uh, you, you, when you put that oil right into the vein, he says it blocks the vein. It causes congestion in the blood vessel but then also your body picks up that raw oil and just pulls it right into your bloodstream and so it hurt it hurt it i had pain in my leg for a week i couldn't squat i couldn't do it this was years ago so and and since then i always aspirate and like i said probably three dozen times i've aspirated and i see blood come back in 
I, I stop, I pull the needle out, I find the new location, I push it in, I aspirate again, nothing comes out, I push the blood and the oil right back in. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably better safe than sorry, right? I mean, doctors aspirate when they do intramuscular. If, the, if you didn't have to do it, why would they? And now, you have to understand something. When a doctor aspirates, it's not like he push, he puts the needle in and he pulls it. Yeah. No, he takes his thumb underneath the plunger and he pulls it back. If it doesn't come back, it means that there's a suction around the, the, from the flesh around the needle head, uh, the opening, and it can't come back. If there's blood, if, if you're in a vein, you go like this just gently. It'll, it, blood will come right back into the needle. So doctors aspirate when they do intramuscular injections on you. Yeah. And, and, you know, this has only happened once or twice, but I remember it freaked me out when it happened. I shot it, you know, no issues going in. I went to pull the needle out and boom, it, it shot like three feet, three feet in the stream over the wall next to me. And I was like, whoa, what the hell was that? Well, let's talk about that. So now let, let me tell you another reason why you should aspirate. If anybody has ever pierced a large vein going in, you empty the barrel of the oil into your muscle, and as you're pulling it out, it passes back through that vein, and just a droplet of that oil gets picked up. You start coughing. It hits your lungs immediately. You start coughing. You get warm. You feel like, oh, what's... And then it passes. It goes away after about 10 to 15 minutes. I know a lot of people who are using... uh, injectable HRT have experienced this at least once. Like what the hell was that? Well, one little drop of that oil got into your bloodstream, made it to your lungs and you, you're coughing the benzyl alcohol out. That's what's making you cough. Imagine just injecting one milliliter right into that vein instead. Imagine how you're going to feel. Always aspirate. Don't listen to people. No, you don't have to aspirate. They've just been lucky. If they, the day that they hit a blood vessel and empty that syringe into that blood vessel, you will see how freaked out. Some people go to the hospital like, Oh my God, what's happening? I can't breathe. I'm coughing. You know, it's, it's bad, man. It's a bad idea. I don't know who, who said that you don't have to aspirate. When did that become a thing? I don't know. It's a good question. And plus, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're using larger than TRT doses, right, then then you've got more oil, right, going into places where it shouldn't not, be. Not supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I get it. There are some places in the body that you're less likely to hit a blood vessel. I get all that. But it's not uh, – it, it, you should always aspirate if you're doing intramuscular injections. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. So the next question comes from Joe Blanchard. He said, what would happen if uh, – well, let me read. It's a long question. It's a long question. He says, um, I had to summarize it for the board. He said, I just got my first bottle of Synthogen, and frankly, I'm blown away. I woke up the day after a grueling legs and back workout and feel almost nothing. Not only that, I dosed it at only 10 caps versus the 15, which I've heard recommended. So with that said, I have an interesting question for you. What would happen if I took 20 or 30 capsules? Is there a ceiling to this stuff? And would taking that much be safe? I've been using supplements since 1992, and this really exceeded my expectations. Thank you for making such a great product. Yeah, come to find out, he's a guy, this is the first time he ever used it. He's like, I've heard about it forever, and I finally tried it. So I'm glad he's having success with it. Now, to answer his question, we did a lot of testing on Synthogen's original formula. And I want to distinguish that in this answer from the latest version, which is Synthogen X2. 
because the findings were, in fact, a little bit different. Using the original formula, we saw no real ceiling on its effects until you got up to, you know, 35 to 40 caps, which is a lot, right, obviously. But um, after that, the effects seemed to level off. With X2, the absolute ceiling that we found was only 20 caps. So say, say 10 immediately before training and 10 immediately after. The one word <laughs> that kept cropping up from people that tried that was this, unbreakable. I feel unbreakable, you know, the next day, the day after, whatever, what have you. Um, so 20 caps is the ceiling. You're not going to, you know, you'll do adding, taking more than that's not going to give you any greater results. Going the other way with it, um, we found with X2 that as little as 10 caps was plenty for the vast majority of people, which, you know, that's to say, unless it's a particularly demanding workout, 10 caps immediately before training is enough, which cut dosing down from the original formula by a third, right? Which makes it more affordable. It'll last longer for people. I was really happy about that. Neither one of those findings, though, surprised me because we more than doubled the amount of one of the actives, one of the primary actives, the Raponticum in there, um, going from the original formula to X2. Having said that, we also found a few outliers that we weren't expecting. One of those is related to body weight. And, you know, you might expect that a 140-pound woman, my wife, needs less than someone like me at, at 240, right, to get the same effects on recovery. Not so, at least in her case. She, so, she showed some improvement with a 10-cap dose, but nothing like 15. 15 totally obliterated all the DOMS, all of the achiness in the, in the following days. We also heard from a small number of people that found that taking all of their caps immediately prior to training seemed to work much better than taking all of them after. Why that would be, I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that, you know, the, the aminos are actually in the bloodstream as the muscles are tearing. Who knows? Personally, I'm in favor of that, that approach, though, taking them all immediately just before training um, versus after. And because the studies seem to suggest that, you know, protein synthesis increased, for example, more than 600% when essential aminos were taken prior to training versus 400% when they were taken immediately after. We also discovered that if you take Synthogen up to 90 minutes post-workout, it still works and works exceptionally well. Once you cross the two-hour mark, if you take it beyond that, the effects seem to drop off somewhat noticeably. So keep that in mind, you know, as you're training, whether you decide to take them before or after the workout, understand you got about a two-hour window. As for the safety issue, in the eight years that Synthogen has been out there and on the market in the United States and Europe, I have yet to hear from a single person who ever said I, you know, took it and felt sick or I had some toxicity or this didn't look right on my blood work. Um, I have not heard of that nor one side effect other than 
<laughs> a lot faster recovery. It is very safe. And in fact, in my opinion, it conveys a multitude of health benefits owing to things like the multiple hydroxyl groups in the reponticum, which is responsible for lowering cholesterol. Um, the methyl groups that are in the TMG, you know, the ATP donors that are in the, the, uh, the peak ATP product that we use, the erotic acid, it just goes on and on and on. Finally, I heard something that was very, very interesting um, from another relatively new user last week. He explained to me that he had been working with his doctor and that multiple blood tests showed a vitamin D deficiency, despite the fact that he was using a lot of vitamin D, which I'll get to in a second. But um, several of these tests, in fact, were under 20 nanograms per milliliter, right? And none of them were over 25. So he wasn't even getting close to 30, right? Which is what the doctors want to see. He went on to state that he really felt it in the weight room too. And what he explained was, he said, I'm a lot weaker not only in terms of one rep max, but especially if I'm performing multiple sets, like say five sets of five, he said, my first set, great. My second set, not so great. Third set and on, might as well not even do it. He said that, that's how big of a drop-off um, that he saw. So um, around this time, though, he happened to hop on Synthogen. And lo and behold his strength and energy started to come back and fast. Now, interestingly enough, there's a precedent here, and it's something I wrote about in the original blueprint way back in 2009. And the precedent is this. Under certain conditions, Ecti appears to be able to act as a stand-in when vitamin D levels are low. And to back that up, I'll cite a study. You can punch it into your Google browser and see Effective vitamin D3 and 20-hydroxyectosterone on the content of ATP, creatine phosphate, carnosine, and calcium influx in skeletal muscles. And what, what was in the conclusions was this, and I'll quote, It was shown that development of D-hypovitaminosis, so very low vitamin D levels, is accompanied by the decrease in the content of ATP, creatine phosphate, carnosine, and an increase in calcium content. Against this backdrop of low vitamin D levels, ectosterone promoted an increase in the amount of all of those metabolites up to a control of one and further normalized calcium content in skeletal muscles. So, Look, that doesn't mean you should stop taking vitamin D. No, you should take or, it with it. <laughs> right, right, or go out in the sun. Right. What, what it does mean, though, is that, you know, for those of you that might not have optimal vitamin D levels for whatever reason, you will very likely benefit from taking Synthogen or like Ectisterone supplement. By the way, in the 60s, uh, there was a researcher by the name of Burdett who put forth a theory that ecti could act as a stand-in when levels of testosterone and other hormones were low. Now, that was something he deemed hormonal heterophilia, which is another topic for another time. But I just thought it was interesting to note. 
So we're going to take a break. Uh, before we do that, I just want to put these two up real quick. Seth Spanner said the only people that don't believe it works, talking about Synthogen, are the people who have never taken it. He says people who have used it, they know it works. And then he said that he's found taking it before physical labor, like at work, helps him with focus, breathe, uh, breathing, uh, getting more air into his lungs, and uh, with every breath, that may be a placebo, but it works for him. So he just wanted to put that out there for people. He's been using it for a long time. Thank you, Brian. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we have a. We'll start off with a question. Uh, let's see here, from Casey Morrow. That's a, a live viewer right now on Facebook, and then we'll roll with the other questions that came in through email. Stay tuned. You. Watching and listening to the Blueprint Power Hour, brought to you by CoachRobRegish.com. Stay tuned. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind, and honestly, these things are amazing. They have three to four net carb, less than one gram of sugar, and nine grams of protein. You can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them. The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon? They're available at eatlegendary.com and Amazon. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. 7,451. That's how many people kick the bucket, buy the farm, or cash in their chips every day in the United States. Yep, that means five people are going to meet their maker during this commercial. And no, our commercials are not the cause. Half of those who punch the clock for the final time will do so without life insurance. Call Big Lou at Term Provider before you are number 7452. If you're a 50-year-old male, a tad porky with a touch of diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about 200 bucks a month. With more verified five-star reviews than any other Lou on the radio, Big Lou has saved thousands of people thousands on their term insurance premiums. Stop procrastinating and call Big Lou today at 800-560-0301. 800-560-0301. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He doesn't want to be number 7,452. Call 800-560-0301 or BigLou.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Growing older. Sadly, for many, it can mean losing your independence and trading your home with a lifetime of memories for a bed in a lonely nursing home. But now there's Rejuvent, the science to resist aging. Each of us has two ages, a physical age and a biological one. We can't slow our physical age, but thanks to our breakthrough in longevity research, you can now take control of your biological age with Rejuvent Life Tabs, powered by Life AKG. Life AKG is critical for 
powering cellular energy, supporting detoxification, preserving DNA integrity, and lowering sources of oxidative stress. And that can mean more vitality and stamina in the years to come. Backed by over 20 years of research, Rejuvent is the science you need to resist aging. Rejuvent Life Tabs. It's about life. It's about health. It's about time. Hey, this is Carl. To learn more and save 10% off, go to GetRejuvent.com. That's Get, R-E-J-U-V-A-N-T.com. Use the code SHR and get 10% off your first order. Check it out. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of. Having started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax, that was at eight years old, and so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full bull out panic attack. The the chill pill was the first thing that I found that actually, in the middle of a panic attack, I can take, and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Move over superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. So we have a question from uh, our Facebook Live audience here from Casey Morrow. He says, what are your thoughts on anastrozole? There's a big push now saying it's horrible for men to use. So first of all, I have to, I have to make a, a comment from 30,000 feet up above this question about everything. About everything. This is what Joel Green calls baby talk. Anastrozole bad. You know, carbs bad. It's like, we have to stop this nonsense. It's like saying fire is bad, but you can cook with fire if you control it on your kitchen stove. So, anastrozole is not bad. What is bad is the mindless idiots who just take it because they're on testosterone. So they automatically go, oh, I'm going to take a a milligram uh, twice uh, every three days of anastrozole without knowing what their estradiol levels are. They don't even know if they're aromatizing. That's what's bad. The stupid use of anastrozole is bad. The stupid asses who just prescribe anastrozole without seeing their patients after six months go, oh, wow, your estradiol levels are high. We're going to put you on a third every third day, a third of a milligram, because a milligram of anastrozole is very, very strong. But, yes, it's bad to use if you don't need it. But there are some people who need it, and they should use it. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Well, I could just give my experience on this. You know, when I was originally prescribed TRT, they sent um, <laughs> they sent Arimidex along with it. You know, and they said, uh, take, I think, one milligram twice a week or three times a week. And you and I even talked about that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so I very quickly, you know, stopped using it. Um, especially, I learned a lot when ATD was on the market. Which oh, was a very boy. Market. We all did, right? Oh, okay. So, so look, the bottom line is this. If you crush estrogen low enough, You'll have no libido. No sleep. No sleep. Very little energy. And you'll have anxiety. You'll you'll be open you'll you'll open your brain up to neurological disorders like Parkinson's disease. I mean, it's a horrible idea. Men need estradiol just less than women need, but we need it too. Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, you know, when it came time to get the next like whatever twenty weeks of my TRT, uh she says, okay, you know, we're going to send up the, the testosterone. And I said, do you have to send, you know, the, the Arimidex? And she said, oh, it comes in the testosterone now. And I said, geez, um, I, re- I really would prefer no none of it in my TRT. Not only that, it jacks your lipids. It totally destroys HDL. Yeah. It suppresses yeah. HDL. So so let me, let me tell you another reason why you shouldn't use anastrozole if – you don't need it. Did you follow those other words? If you don't need it. If you're right. on 250 milligrams of test a week and, you're, and your estradiol levels are 90, yeah, you need a little something to push them back down, maybe a third of a milligram every three days. But let me tell you why it's another reason that you should consider not using aromatase inhibitors if you don't need them. There's a study that you could find, I don't remember the name of the study, but they put two groups of men on testosterone, HRT, 250 milligrams or 200 milligrams a week. And one group, they gave anastrozole with it unnecessarily. And the other group, they didn't. The group that didn't get anastrozole lost more body fat and built more muscle. Why is that? Because estradiol is both lipolytic and anabolic. And if you don't believe it's anabolic, ask every cattle rancher why he gives cattle estradiol benzoate along with the trenbolone to build more muscle. Yep. Yeah, it's an interesting, right? It's an interesting uh, 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 dynamic between the two. Really curious, real quick, when I told them, hey, I don't want that in the in the testosterone, guess what they agreed to complex with the testosterone? What? DHEA. Eh, that's okay. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I said, great. That's a hell of a lot better than a Remedix. Thank you. So, uh, so yeah, that's where it is. Okay. So let's get back to our – sorry, that's the only rant I'm going to do today because I, I was on Reddit the other day and I learned a few things. People say I yell too much. I, I, <laughs> I yell at the microphone. Um, they said that uh, my volume is too high. And what was the other thing? Oh, and I interrupt my guests too frequently. So that's what I learned about myself in the show over at Reddit. Uh, this one comes from Marty Johnson. He says, I'm wondering if you can help me with the name of a product from way back when. This goes back to like the 1980s. I'm going to have to read the whole question because I could only get part of it into the... Uh... He said, uh, it goes back to the 1980s. Um, 
The label had, it wasn't hot stuff, he said. The label had a little ball and stick molecules on the label. I remember that. For the first, for the time, the chocolate actually tasted good. Anyway, I never gained like when I was using that stuff. Any idea what it was and if I can still get it? What do you think it is, Rob? I knew exactly what it was when he started talking about it. The product he's thinking about was one named Metabolol. And for the time, it was an incredibly innovative and cutting-edge product. Metabolol was made by Champion Nutrition, which was run then anyway, I think, by David Jenkins. Metabolol was really, if you think about it, if you looked at the label, it was the first meal replacement. And it contained both protein and a novel carbohydrate for the time. Um, and, and you know, it was... I've tr- I think there were some other odds and ends in it, but I'll get into that shortly. The original Metabolol was released in 1984, and it changed the way people thought about eating to improve physical performance. It really did. Um, It was the first time athletes had a way to, let's say, improve energy, stamina, and recovery with an easy-to-digest all-in-one formula. So this this is separate and distinct from the protein powders that were on the market, let's say, at the time. Um, it was in stark contrast to the Weeder products of the day, you know, which tasted god-awful, right? And they didn't mix well. It's also worth pointing out that Metabolol was not a weight gainer either. It, it stood out. It really did as different. Interesting to note, the original was even used in some clinical studies by Dr. Thomas Fahey, which if you're familiar with sports nutrition, you'll know that name. The results of his studies prove that while those using metabolol ate more calories than the placebo group, those folks still lost fat. And so it wasn't long between um, before Champion released Metabolol 2, uh, which was an updated version. It actually tasted better. It mixed mixed better. It had a, a better nutritional value, et cetera, et cetera. So that, too, was a step up. Um, and like the meal replacements that would come later, it was positioned as a quick, healthy alternative to those, you know, people that were stuck eating unbalanced meals or not eating at all, right, Um in between their main meals. The carbs in the product were maltodextrin, which, you know, we all rail against today, but at the time, it was actually an innovative thing, um, as was the use of something called succinate to maximize available energy by limiting fatigue and soreness while managing blood sugar. Medium-chain triglycerides, which were also new, remember, this is 10 years before, before uh, uh, John Perillo wrote about them, those are used as a source of quick energy. And so the predigested protein was also a first, as were the BCAAs and some of the peptide-bound amino acids, right, that was put in there with the express purpose of protecting the muscles from being broken down during training. And remember, at the time, this is all very, you know, new stuff. Uh, there was a complete vitamin mineral blend uh, in Metabolol 2. I remember that. It kind of rounded out what was then the most complete supplement on the shelves. 
It really was. Finally, Metabolol 2, uh, I researched it. It's no longer in production. Um, and, and so, you know, a word, though, about best gains of, of my life, which is what he said. You know, I remember using it. They were the best gains of my life. Well, <laughs> when you're 16 to 19 years old, you're, you should be making the best gains of your life anyway. You know, it may have just been a coincidence that you come across metab you came across it at this time, right? Uh, you could have come across Smilax. <laughs> and well, or you could have just come across an extra steak a day and a potato yeah. a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. let's be honest, right. right? When you're 16 years old, 17 years old, 18 years old, you're not like prepping your food. You're just eating on the run most of the time. So the idea of something convenient like this that adds, let's say, five, six, seven hundred calories a day of high quality protein and carbs, that's, you know, you could do that with a, a steak and a potato a day. Yeah, it was, um, I'll also say this, I remember this, it came immediately after the very first multidextrin product, which was Unipro's Carboplex. I don't know if you remember that, it was kind of, it was an unflavored multidextrin. Um, but, you know, that's a trip down memory lane. It, it was a good product. I would tell you, it would even still be a decent product today. Um but that's the one you were thinking of, and and unfortunately, it's no longer around. But hey, you know, at least you got to use the original, right? Yeah. The next question comes from Paul Bosch. He's I have a friend, parenthetically ex girlfriend, recently diagnosed with cancer. It's skin cancer, melanoma. I want to do everything I can to help her, but apparently, it's pretty far along. So I'm not sure what can be done, but I want to at least try. He goes on to say, uh, I think radiation and chemotherapy therapy is part of the plan, too, or at least one of them. What should I recommend to her? Well, look. I was uh, just going to say, you should for, recommend anything. No, I'm just, I'm right. I mean, I'm not a doctor, right? Um, in truth, I'm a lot more valuable to someone who wants tips on preventative medicine versus acute which is, I think, what the, what's being discussed here. Um, but I will, in the interest of helping, take a stab at it because the issue needs to be discussed. It needs to be discussed because skin cancer is now the most diagnosed form of cancer versus every other cancer we know of combined. So let that really sink in for a moment. Skin cancer, there are more cases diagnosed than every other type of cancer we know of combined. So let's take a, let's talk about, I guess the phase that she's in now, which is the acute treatment phase. There are three or four naturally occurring supplements that I would confidently, I think, recommend to someone that has, that has this condition for brevity's sake. Uh, they are as follows. Curcumin, EGCG, epigallocatechin gallate from green tea, and shiitake mushrooms. There was a new study um, that recently came out that showed that curcumin kills and stops the growth of melanoma skin cancer cells, right, in these laboratory tests. According to the American Cancer Society, melanoma accounts for about 4% of skin cancer cases, but it causes 79% of the deaths. So, uh, you know, I, I would take... 
as far as curcumin goes, I take a gram or two a day. That would be number one. But wait, I, I, number- I just want to point something out here. So J- Rob is telling you, rightfully so, to take the curcumin and put it in your mouth in order to affect skin cancer. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Go ahead. Number two, EGCG. It's a chemical found in green tea. It's been found to treat multiple types of skin cancer. The interesting part is that it doesn't, quote, unquote, cure skin cancer when ingested. But they do see those kind of results when it's used topically. So I would shoot for four to 500 milligrams a day uh, and, and dosed and applied in that fashion. The shiitake, there's research to suggest um, that those mushrooms do help fight cancer cells and help heal chromosomal damage caused by anti-cancer treatments. 500 to 1,000 milligrams a day, let's call it. Now, in terms of prevention, which for my money is much more important, defense number one, in my mind, against skin cancer is canthazinthin, which is a carotenoid structurally related to astaxanthin and and even beta carotene. Uh, But it builds up on the translucent layer of your skin. And in addition to coloring your skin a nice kind of copper color, uh, it has a very, very strong antioxidant and free radical quenching, let's call it, capability. How do you, which, how do you use it? Do you put it on your skin or do you take it orally? You take it orally. Okay. So this, orally. This, this, I know people are like, okay, call, what do you, you'll see. Good. So when I take this stuff, I can only tell you my experience. I am naturally white as a gallon of milk. Uh, my relatives come from Poland and Czechoslovakia and a little bit of Italy. I only burned and peeled. However, when I take this stuff, just two capsules a day with food, I can go out pretty much lay out all day with no block on, none of that stuff. And all I do is tan. Okay. Take that for what it's worth. The single best and most cost effective recommendation I can make for women though. And that, that that's important. The women distinction there to me, it looks like white willow bark slash aspirin salicylic acid in the largest study ever to look at new ways to prevent melanoma. Researchers at Stanford uh, have discovered that women who take aspirin on a regular basis reduce their risk of developing skin cancer rather dramatically. Results also showed that the longer they took it, the lower the risk. Here's the bottom line. Um, When it comes to skin cancer, protect yourself from the inside out with an emphasis on antioxidant nutrients and some of those additional herbs that I cited versus an outside-in approach. Look, if you're eating crap, you'll survive on a cigarette and junk food diet and coffee. The body will do an amazing patchwork job, but you are building a house of cards that will ultimately collapse no matter how much block you slather on your skin, and I could make a good case for the fact that the synthetic chemicals that are used in most sunblocks cause cancer. And if you don't believe that, 
then you need to ask yourself, if everybody's using block, and they seem to be when I go to the beach, why are skin cancer rates continuing to explode? They're getting worse, not better. Okay? Remember, protect from the inside out, not the outside in. Go ahead, Carl. So here's an interesting distinction, right? So we, you and I agree about this. Even ginger extract has been shown to protect against skin cancer. Aspirin, yep. women are taking it orally. Vitamin D, real, I mean, vi- vitamin A, real vitamin A, retinol taken orally actually makes its way into the skin. <clears throat> Doctors all agree on this. Scientists all agree on this. Dermatologists all agree about this, that these things can protect the skin from developing skin cancer because you eat them and they make their way into your skin. Right. But here's where doctors stop short. And I and I, I say shame on them for this. The same studies could be done on ingredients in common processed food today to see which ones cause skin cancer. Because the sun doesn't cause skin cancer. If it did, these orally administered agents would not be able to protect you from getting skin cancer. That same way that they can protect you from getting skin cancer, there are things in our diets today that are causing skin cancer because they're making their way into the skin too. Mm -hmm. But when they are photoreacted by the sun, they damage DNA and they become carcinogens in the skin. So if the dermatological society actually gave a crap about skin cancer because keep it in mind rob just said it's the number one skin skin cancer is the number one cancer in the world in, in the united states about, about that these dermatologists making buku money if they really gave a damn about the human population they would study the foods that when you eat them that go into your skin that when exposed to sunlight cause cancer and then we could get those foods out of our diets but nobody yep. gives a crap about that what they give a crap about is treating your cancer yeah and what you just said it's i guess it's a finer point on you're building a house of, of course i've been saying people always tell me carl but aren't you worried about skin cancer because i lay in the sun I, I lay in the sun at least it gets mad at me but when the bushes around the uh around the pool of full grown, I take my drawers off and I lay there naked. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, hey, we, we didn't, we didn't protect our private parts from the sun when we were running around the, the, the woods back in the day. So the, the point I bring out here is that the sun doesn't cause skin cancer. Your diet does. And once people understand that, they'd start asking the questions, well, which foods could be causing my skin cancer? The same way they'll say, well, which foods can protect me against skin cancer? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's almost like, okay, you know, you ingest those things, they build up in your skin, and then the sun basically hits them and activates the cancer causing. Yes. And, 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 and it's, not, it's not the sun, it's the crap that you're eating. Exactly. It's like, look, I just said fire is useful, right? If it's on your stove and right. you're cooking with it and it's controlled. But fire can also burn down a house. So do we blame fire for the for the burning down the house? No. Somebody used the fire inappropriately. It's the same thing with the sun. The sun is an unwilling participant in your skin cancer. The sun doesn't want you to get skin cancer. Your diet is causing skin cancer. And doctors fall short. They really do. And it's sad. 
they could take a step further and they could start to examine. And I'm sure that they're artificial things that are in our diet. They could be artificial colors. They could be artificial sweeteners. All that stuff gets into every cell in your body. It gets into your skin. It gets into your, your, your lungs. It gets into every cell in your body. Uh, yeah, and, and if you don't believe that, <laughs> go ahead and eat carrots every day for a couple of weeks. You'll turn red. Your skin will yeah. turn orange. I know. I knew a guy in Las Vegas that was on Weight Watchers, and they said, carrots are a free food. You can eat them all day long. He was. He actually worked for the ad agency that managed my my cell phone company's uh, advertising. His name was Tom. He was literally orange. I used to say to him, "Tom." He goes, "Oh, I eat carrots all day long." Oh my god! Like I didn't. I was in my twenties then. I didn't care about cancer or anything else. I'm like, dude, man, you're you're the color of a carrot. He goes, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, they they think you're in liver failure and. <laughs> it's stuff. funny, but, but right? it's not. It's funny, but it's not. Okay, so we got another uh, question here from. Um, Pete Schindler, he says, uh, how come you can't just add 10 pounds to the bar a week? In a year's time, you'd easily be over 500 pounds on whatever your one rep max is today. In two years, you'd be hitting 1,000 pounds. That's what's stopping me from doing this. It doesn't work. That's what's stopping you. <laughs> Ask Eddie well, Hall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's stopping you from doing this is uh, there are a lot of things, but you can sum it up really, I think, in one word, adaptation. Right. So there are many newbies and even some advanced people that always bring this issue up. So so, you know, it's a good discussion as to why it's not possible. So I mentioned adaptation. It's true. Your body will adapt to heavier weights by getting larger and stronger to a point. That same adaptation, though, serves to slow down the rate at which you get bigger and stronger. Your body, it doesn't just adapt to the weights. But the movements themselves, the number of reps, sets, and other variables that are inherent in your training. In fact, I've always said it, you know, of all the variables that your body adapts to, the fastest, it's reps. And in high-level athletes, their bodies adapt in as little as six sessions, six workouts, using the same rep range. So adaptation also, it's not just happening in your body and your muscles, but in your brain, too. So let me put it this way. If you're on the way to the gym and you're thinking, oh, man, another push-pull upper body day again, same exercises, same order I always perform them in, same rep and set spread, you know, that's not a good thing. You're adapted. You know, by the time your, bo your brain is bored with it, your body's flatlined. Um and it's a sure bet that it's going to stop responding to workouts and you just can't keep adding weight. There is also the wall, I call it, hmm. um, that, that every natural athlete is going to encounter when you're pushing the boundaries of your training. And that is cortisol, frankly. Um, most people's training goes way past the point of productivity and once, you know, at some point, cortisol is going to start to dominate versus all of the other, you know, anabolic things that training does for your body. And you just can't eat your way out of it either. And, you know, the longer you do that, the fatter you'll get, mostly because, the you know, the enzymes, the longer you overfeed, the more enzymes your body will make that stores calories as fat versus steering those towards muscle. If you are interested 
in linear progression, then I would recommend getting the smallest plates you can possibly get made, half-pound plates, um, which would allow you to add just one pound a week to the bar. Once you're nearing your genetic limits, a 10-pound jump might as well be 100 pounds. I mean, really, you, you know what it's like, right? Your one rep max is 500 pounds on the deadlift. 510 might as well be six or 700 pounds. It's just not going to go, right? You're going to get smashed. It won't even be close. The, interestingly enough, though, the human body can, for much longer periods of time, adapt and be able to lift it when it's just a one pound a week increase. If I blinded you, to, uh, you know, prior to a bench squat or deadlift session. Very few lifters, including myself, could tell me with precision if they're lifting 250, 251, or 249. You know, you're not going to be able to perceive it. The number of people that are able to do that, you can count on one hand. A one-pound increment is so subtle, it's barely noticeable, which, of course, is the point right? It makes strength gains more sustainable. The only problem, I have yet to meet a single athlete, including myself, <laughs> that is patient enough That's it. to try adding a pound a week to the bar for a year or more. Personally, I would love to see it. I would love to, to, to work with or even hear from the athlete that says, hey, I added a pound a week, and let me tell you how many weeks I was able to go for. You know, it would still be 50 pounds a year, right, on a big, on a big lift. Yeah, especially if and you're I'll, already close to – if you're already squatting 500 pounds, adding 50 pounds to that squat in a year is saying something. Oh, it's, it's huge. Like I said before, 10 or even a 5 – look, a 5-pound increment is the – the smallest, right, you can make in, in most commercial gyms, two-and-a-half-pound plates. Five might as well be 500. It's the same example I gave you with adding 10 pounds to 500. So although you can't do it forever, you can add a pound, just a pound to the bar or even less, for a lot longer than you can five pounds a week, okay? It is something worth exploring, if not for... Uh, every lift, you know, maybe one or two. See how far you can take it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have another question, and we have the blueprint tip of the day. Uh, and then I want to come back and talk about something interesting after that. We, sure. we hear a lot of talk about farm to table. Um, I'm interested in taking it a step further. I want to talk to this audience to see if they're interested, too. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Blueprint Power Hour. P3OM uses a patented natural process to upgrade a well-researched probiotic strain that doubles every 20 minutes once inside your body. The patent proves this strain is proteolytic, meaning it digests protein. It's antiviral, antiretroviral, 
It eliminates pathogens and waste and is maintainable in the human digestive system. What it does better than any other strain is fight the bad guys, bugs like parasites, viruses, and other pathogens in your gut, and it doesn't require refrigeration. If you suffer from bloating, indigestion, or you need extra protection from viruses, a.k.a. bad bacteria, then I'd suggest trying this super single-strain probiotic proven to wipe out the bad bacteria. Go to p3om.com slash shr to get a 10% discount with coupon code shr and free shipping on all products. That's p3, the letter O, M, forward slash shr. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. Redcon One is one of the fastest-growing supplement companies in the world today. That's because they produce supplements that deliver on their promises. From their flagship pre-workout Total War to their innovative whole food MREs and bars. Now you can get the deepest discount ever offered to any audience anywhere. Use code SHR and get 25% off all Redcon 1 products today. SHR and 25% off. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive. Productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Are you still on the fence about body protection complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some bagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just bagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to drseeds.com d-r-s-e-e-d-s.com use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC Body Protection Complex today. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR but you're still on the fence. Well here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the Be Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me. And now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give Be Strong a try. Go to bstrong.training forward slash super hyphen human and use code SHR for 10% off. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. This is the Blueprint Power Hour. You know, I posted something on Facebook today. Everybody's complaining that they're out of hand sanitizer. You can make your own hand sanitizer. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, but you can't get alcohol either. You can get vodka. 
Okay, if you're in states where they allow you to buy pure grain alcohol like Everclear, like here in Kentucky, because we're serious about our booze here in Kentucky, <laughs> you get Everclear, you go to Walgreens. If you want to spray hand sanitizer, you buy aloe vera juice. They sell it in a gallon jugs. People drink it. It's good for your intestines. If you want a gel, you buy aloe vera gel. Some of them already have a scent in them. Two parts vodka or Everclear to one part gel, or if you're going to use a sprayer, the uh, uh, aloe vera juice, you got hand sanitizer. People are going, I, I'm telling people about that, well, they're out of alcohol. I'm not saying go to the drugstore and buy alcohol. I'm saying go to the liquor store and buy an inexpensive bottle of 120 to 140 proof vodka. Use that. Yeah, and I, I, in fact, I told my wife a day or two ago, she's like, yeah, I, I, I can't find hand sanitizer. Yeah. I said, well, go use the isopropyl alcohol, 91% isopropyl alcohol, you know, that I use for TRT. The only problem yeah. with that is it stinks. You know, it has that smell in it. If you use ethanol, if you use vodka uh, or a form yeah. of ethanol, it doesn't really yeah. have a smell. That's okay. Well, yeah. 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 So cool. the next question comes from let's get it up here mike melanson he says uh i heard you say you've been training for a long time straight up what's the most noticeable supplements you've used and what did you notice from them well um and this kind of gets into the tip of the day but uh i will say <laughs> oddly enough weight gainers were, was something that helped me. And, and so why did they help? Well, it, was, it wasn't necessarily that they were full of high-quality ingredients. They were, however, a source of calories and concentrated calories at that. So um, I can recollect where uh, I had just hit 200 pounds of body weight. And I got to tell you, that was one of the happiest days of my life. I remember being in college and stepping on the scale and seeing 200 and thinking, God, I finally did it. Um, but I stayed there for six months or eight months, and I just couldn't figure it out. At the time, the thought that I had in my mind was, you know what? You're not training hard enough. You got to train harder. Um, or you need to train more frequently. And then I... You know, after a while, I figured out I was training too frequently. But then one day, uh, my roommate and I went to the mall, and I want to say my first weight gainer is Twin Lab Gainers Fuel One Thousand. <laughs> that one was and, like, didn't that have like a hundred grams of of carbohydrates a serving? Yeah, all from maltodextrin. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> which was just awful, um, but. Nevertheless, you know, uh, two of those a day were an additional 2,000 calories, right, to my diet. And even though the container only lasted like a week, you know, I kept buying it. And sure enough, you know, I started growing again and getting stronger. Now, later on, you know, after you get a little education in that area, um, you realize that making your own weight gainers in a blender is far, far better um, than the supplements that you're able to buy. So that was one. Um, 
Creatine, I remember vaguely when it came out. To be honest with you, it didn't knock my socks off, at least compared to what I was reading about it. Um, and then, to be totally honest, uh, the first ectosterone products that I used really blew me away. And one of those was Redoball by Atletica. It was the first ecti product to be sold at least commercially in this country. Um, and I can remember there were small white pills and I remember taking them and I remember recovering really fast. I remember within just a couple of days, my cardio, you know, my conditioning work was much easier and I seemed to grow, grow better on those. Unfortunately, uh, about a year after those developed a really good reputation, the product was changed. And so, yeah, no longer did you, did the small white pills, you know, they, they were now using large brown, large brown pills. And it's what they didn't, they didn't work for Jack. Um, and meanwhile, Ecti had a good name because of Redoball and a few other products. And now the inevitable happens, right? All of these companies start flooding the market with cheap crap. And thus began my 30-year history, I guess, with the compound. I searched high and low for a quality version, right, of what Redoball used to be. And fortunately for me, I, I found one or two. Um, but those would be the three big ones, you know, calories, creatine, and, and ectostero. And I realized, you know, some people don't do well on ecti, and I, I respect that. I understand that. And I have really no vested interest in it. Tribulus terrestris was also a product uh, that I recall using, and, and even despite the fact I was only 22 years of age, the very first Trib product that I used, Tribestin by Sopharma, uh, gave me a very noticeable effect in terms of libido. You know, you know, you know. I know people are thinking, "Well, wait a minute, you were 22 years old." Yeah, okay, I already have a high libido, but you know, when it goes from like say a 10 to a 12, right? I mean, all the girls go up three points on the scale, <laughs> <laughs> and and. Uh, and I felt a little something in the weight room. I couldn't quite quantify it as I could with ectosterone. But you know what? The research today, all these years later, bears it out. Um, it cuts down on tissue damage. And, and yes, muscle is, is a, being damaged is a natural byproduct of what we do in the weight room. Um, but I'll, I'll deem it as, you know, maladaptive damage. Uh, I had less of that, and I recovered a little bit better. I, I'm sure I probably also benefited somewhat from uh, the fact that the saponins inherent in tribulus uh, gave me, you know, a better pump in the gym. I never trained for a pump. That's important to note. I never, ever trained for a pump. I always trained for strength. So it was the antithesis of pump training. Yet I can distinctly remember using Tribestin and thinking, geez, my muscles feel a lot more pumped. I wonder why. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Well, actually, yeah. we're going to go deeper into this, this, this discussion, right? 
Uh, this is yeah. your, your, the the tip of the day is a crash course in the very few supplements you've used that have actually worked. Are they just a yeah. reiteration of what we just talked about? No, they're a little more extensive. You know, I I I won't. I'll just gloss over the ones that I just mentioned. But you know, um, this is an important topic for for one very important reason. Some of these supplements or variations of such are still on the market, and I'm hopeful that instead of wasting your money money on other crap. You know, you might, you might, uh, it might be better spent here. So the year is 1985. I'm 15 years old. Uh, and I want to say sometime during that first year of training, I became aware of, of supplements, nutritional supplements. And I originally paid the, uh, the, the GNC Joe Weeder gullibility tax when I purchased my first bottle of crash weight gain number seven, which makes you wonder what happened to formulas one through six, but, but I digress. Here, here are the supplements that, uh, that I used, some of which I continue to use uh, and, and were a good use of my money. Uh, the first thing was caffeine pills. Obviously, you know, caffeine today is, is everywhere. Back then, there were no pre-workouts with caffeine. I just noticed when me and my friend took Vi- this Viver and stuff, I had a lot more energy and I could lift more. The second was Dimetadrine 25. That was AST Research's original ephedrine hydrochloride. Uh, that began another 30-year history with it, although I take that. Taken it almost every day since. Um, that, too, undeniably worked. I almost didn't order it because, you know, it was saying ridiculous things like, you know, gain 5 or 10% immediate strength increase. And I think a bottle was like ten dollars. It was probably the best ten dollars I ever spent. I think at that age, uh, the original hot stuff. The first couple batches, I remember putting five or ten pounds on a jug, and so there was something in there. It was likely my first experience with steroids, albeit unwittingly. I'm willing to bet there was some methyl testosterone or, or some other cheap something or other in there. Uh, subsequent bottles didn't do jack. The Redaball and Tribestin I already discussed. Uh, when I did ultimately find quality versions of ectisterone later on, those came in the form of Zodiscovery Zebutol and Hexandrolone. Uh, those were ecti products. The Hex, I think, for certain was spiked. I say that because I had blood work done uh, on it and put my HDLs in the cellar, so do the math on that. Uh, later on, pro-hormones, 4-AD, SIP, and methyl-1 test. Uh, obviously, those two pro-hormones are actually, they were uh, active steroids in their own right. They worked, and they worked well. Uh, unfortunately, in the case of methyl-1 testosterone, they were quite unhealthy, and you lost your gains in 72 hours <laughs> after you came off. So I thought that was kind of futile. Some of the stimulants later on... Uh, Slim Extreme, for those that remember that product, I think that was 2006 or so. Fantastic stimulant, right? Clean as a whistle, ultimate tunnel vision, removed from the market after a designer stimulant was found therein. Same thing with Craze, what, a couple of years later, I can't remember. Um, Progenix, uh, a, a tip of the hat to Dr. Connolly. That was the ultimate product for recovery. Uh, you could have a heavy workout inclusive of very heavy negatives in the morning. 
take a serving of that after the workout, and you would be able to repeat that same workout, including the same amount of muscle torque and strength uh, later that evening. Amazing stuff. No longer made. Uh, he had a falling out with his business partners. That you know, that's a that's unfortunately uh, typical of that story. Cesis quadrangularis for joints. Uh, fantastic stuff. If you use glucosamine and chondroitin, if it's not working for you, highly recommend Cesis. Anacyclist perethrum. I saw a, a big boost in muscle fullness, appetite, and my ability to eat carbohydrates without them quote unquote showing on you. Uh, that was impressive. And so I, later on, I used that in Progenitrex for, for those reasons. Synthogen came along in 2012. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was better than Dr. Connolly's Progenix, but I will say it's a very close second. Okay. You take it, you recover insanely fast, right? It's going to be, by the way, the first thing that I take when I wake up from my hernia surgery later this month. And then finally, Kratom and Fenibu, right? Not sure what year those came out, but uh, they most certainly make the list. Kratom is one hell uh, of an analgesic and an uplifting type product. It is about as addictive as coffee. Fenaboot, on the other hand, at the right dose, in my opinion, it makes benzos look tame. Um, however, there are real addiction issues that accompany it. And so it would preclude that as, as any type of frequent use. Dan Duchesne once famously said, he said, remember, supplements don't act like drugs. Drugs act like drugs. And that's largely true, but this is an important point. There are exceptions. Dan's own Ultimate Orange, that used an extract of the Chinese Mahuang plant, which is a source of herbal ephedrine alkaloids, and it damn sure worked, right? Just took a little longer to kick in than the synthetic. Um, and so is the lesser-known plant, Ceta cordifolia. That is another good source of ephedrine alkaloids that unfortunately is illegal today. Anyone that used it, know, they know for sure it feels very drug-like. Um, and the other examples here, like Cesis and Anacyclus and Essential Aminos and Kratom, those are all straight from nature. They're not tweaked. They're not, there's no you know, designer or anything slipped into there. They are excellent examples of supplements that do have drug-like effects. So, so there you have it. That's my short list that came along. Uh, supplements that have come along in 35 years that have worked. You know, and hopefully they're going to help somebody that's listening get better results faster um, from their training. If we had more lists like this from more people, I think we'd all be a lot better off. Yeah, we'd all save a lot of money. Yeah, you know, so I hope you enjoy that trip down memory lane. <laughs> I know I did. Um, but think about it, folks. You know, a dozen items in 35 years, you know, that's what, one every three years? Not even? So... They come along once in a blue moon. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, if you're a fan of farm to table, I want to ask you a real question. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out on the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind, and honestly, these things are amazing. They have three to four net carb, less than one gram of sugar, and nine grams of protein. You can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them. The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon? They're available at eatlegendary.com and Amazon. 7,451. That's how many people kick the bucket, buy the farm, or cash in their chips every day in the United States. Yep, that means five people are going to meet their maker during this commercial. And no, our commercials are not the cause. Half of those who punch the clock for the final time will do so without life insurance. Call Big Lou at Term Provider before you are number 7452. If you're a 50-year-old male, a tad porky with a touch of diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about 200 bucks a month. With more verified five-star reviews than any other Lou on the radio, Big Lou has saved thousands of people thousands on their term insurance premiums. Stop procrastinating and call Big Lou today at 800-560-0301. 800-560-0301. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He doesn't want to be number 7,452. Call 800-560-0301 or BigLou.com. P3OM uses a patented natural process to upgrade a well-researched probiotic strain that doubles every 20 minutes once inside your body. The patent proves this strain is proteolytic, meaning it digests protein. It's antiviral, antiretroviral. It eliminates pathogens and waste and is maintainable in the human digestive system. What it does better than any other strain is fight the bad guys, bugs like parasites, viruses, and other pathogens in your gut, and it doesn't require refrigeration. If you suffer from bloating, indigestion, or you need extra protection from viruses, a.k.a. bad bacteria, then I'd suggest trying this super single-strain probiotic proven to wipe out the bad bacteria. Go to p3om.com slash shr to get a 10% discount with coupon code shr and free shipping on all products. That's p3, the letter O, M, forward slash shr. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more Productive at RenewLifeRx.com. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried 
tried before. I will never stop using them. Give Be Strong a try. Go to bstrong.training forward slash super hyphen human and use code SHR for 10% off. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Welcome back. So farm to table is a thing. Everybody wants to do farm to table, right? They're, oh, yeah, I want to make sure that I, I'm getting this stuff from a legitimate source. And that's really the whole reason people do farm to table. You do farm to table? You try to buy locally sourced foods? Right. Yep. Okay. Milk, uh, the raw milk was my first experience with that. It was great. Yeah, yeah. So there's a next step that people can take. Harvesting your own game. Now, I'm not suggesting you go out and shoot the farmer's cow because he's willing to kill it and chop it up for you. But there's lots of other game out there that's worthy of eating. And when you think about it, like we look for we, – we try to buy – excuse me, humanely sourced – that's a big thing, right? Oh, this is humanely sourced pig. Well, what's more humane than a wild pig that's been living in the forest for the past four or five years? Nothing. And this pig is eating a diet natural to the pig, right? They're not being fed grain and corn. They're eating what they eat naturally in, in, the, in, the, in the fields and in the woods and so on. And we don't have to worry about GMO. We don't have to worry about pesticides and herbicides. I mean, basically, this is an organic, organically raised uh, piece of meat. Right. But the problem is there's a lot of people out there that would hunt – if they could. Now, I hunt, and I always go to my friends. I, I travel to New York, and I hunt. I have a doctor who watches the show that wants me to come to Texas and hunt with him. But, you know, I want my own land to hunt. But I'm not ready to plunk down, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to buy a piece of land. I would like to. I'd like to buy a piece of land where I can put cameras up and watch what animals are moving around and see what's on my land and feed right. the animals. Because, you know... My friend Joey Lagercio, he's got 130 acres in upstate New York. He, he spends $200 a month just on corn that he feeds all the deers. He has deer feeders all over his land. And every wow. year he kills one or two deer. So he feeds hundreds of deer. And every year he takes two. And I think that's a really fair deal. That oh, yeah. these deer aren't dying in the winter because they can't find food because Joey puts corn out for them. Every single night, he puts corn out by his house, and he has deer feeders that go on. They turn on at certain times of the day, and they spin, and they spray corn out. And the deer know. They come down when they hear the thing going. They come down, they eat. So this is actually a form of conservation when you think about it because a lot of deers are living so that he can take one or two deer. Right. So I've been thinking, man, I wish I had a piece of land here in Kentucky that I could hunt on. And then I discovered this website. It's called BaseCampLeasing.com. This company, <coughs> they go to farmers who have ideal pieces of land for hunting. And they negotiate a lease so you can lease the hunting rights to those lands without buying a $50,000 plot of land and having to do everything along with that. The farmer does all that stuff. The farmer 
probably has fields of crops of stuff that are attracting animals already. You're just right. leasing the hunting rights. I just found the piece of land that I'm going to lease in Carroll County about an hour and a half from here. Yep. Loaded with deer, loaded with wild turkey, and I'll be able to hunt on that land. for a thousand. It's going to cost me $1,000 a year to go yeah, and hunt. Yeah. Go hun- it's, you're, you're getting meat. Meat for at least a year, though, right? Well, you only have a certain you know period of time to hunt deer. There's a hunting season. Right. You can hunt wild turkey all year long, and if there are any wild hogs up there in Kentucky, you can hunt wild hogs all year long. Wow. So, but the, but the point is now I have hunting land to go hunt on, without having to buy a fifty or seventy five thousand dollar farm, and I don't have to maintain it or anything. I just have yeah. to hunt on it. So if you are like me and you want to hunt and you would love to have your own land, but it's just not in the picture, go to BasecampLeasing.com. Everything from Nebraska down to Texas east, they have land in. And you can, wow. you can, you can lease a piece of land. Like this is 100 acres I'm leasing for $1,000 a year. And so let's say you shoot one deer. That's enough meat for how long? Oh, it depends Roughly. on how big the deer is. First of all, I would shoot two deer. I'd get a doe tag and a buck tag. Yep. And then I'd also get a doe tag and buck tag for my son, uh, Chase, to come hunt right. that land too. Uh, right. So we could probably pull four deer out of that that land this deer season. That would last a year easily. Easily. Yeah, long. Right. But I could also uh-huh. get a turkey for Thanksgiving there. I could shoot a wild turkey if I want. And right. If I can find some wild boar, if there's wild boar up in that area, I can shoot wild boar every week if I wanted to. So you can kill any animal on the land. Yeah, so he has problems with coyotes, and he wants me to kill the coyotes. Because the coyotes, they, 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 they kill the chickens, they kill the neighbor's pets, they, they kill small, the goats, the baby goats, they take the baby goats. Yeah, so he wants the, he wants nope. the coyotes gone too. So when you shoot a coyote, are you just leaving it there? Or no, I'm going to skin it. I'm going to take the fur. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, if, I, if I get enough pelt, coyote people, coyotes are vicious. Um, they if they they kill children. Coyotes kill children sure. all the time. Uh, coyotes are vicious. They are uh, feral dogs. They are wild dogs. They are just some of them are smaller than wolves, but some of them are just as big as some wolves. And they travel in packs, and they kill and eat things, including yeah, pets. And- I want to. I want to say I, I I saw something recently about coyotes in national parks and the number of missing people and children. Or, coyotes, and they're attributing yeah yeah they're attributing some of it to them. It's a little, that's a little scary. It is coyotes. I'm- coyotes are dangerous. They, you know, two or three coyotes will take. They'll they'll try to take you down if they see a man. They'll go, they'll, you know, they'll double tag team them. You know, one of them grabs you by the neck, one grabs you by the hand, the leg. You're tied up. What are you going to do if you don't have a gun to shoot a couple of them? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, personally, I think if you're walking around woods like that and you do not have a weapon. Yeah, you're dumb. You're a little crazy. You're a little crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you're, think about it. You're in their environment, not the other way around. And so you get a bear, you get in between a mother and her cubs and, Good, good luck. Wild boar, <laughs> even wild boar are even more vicious. Are they? Oh, wild boar, they attack 
out of the blue. I mean, I, I've seen videos of a wild boar being hunted, and he wasn't running. He started running after the hunter. He started ch- coming towards the hunter. The hunter had a, thank God the hunter got a got a good shot on him and put him down. He they they're they're vicious and they're you know a small wild boar is 150 pounds. A full grown man they're three four hundred pounds. That thing hits you, you're down. And they have huge teeth. They have a jaw that opens wide. They take your arms right off and everything. Yeah, you know the original point of the story was um, there, there's this disproportionately high number of people that go missing in national parks every year and they mentioned the coyote thing um and they 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 may mention wild boars but the point is the national parks as you can imagine are not publicizing this (laughs) they want people to come right get the revenue um but what you're talking about that really is a great idea i mean i'm not a hunter but if I was, I would absolutely do that. Otherwise, you have to be kind of like you, right? I've got a friend who has lamb. You know, you, you can't just go walking around the woods, right, with your gun and start No, I mean, well, you can go hunt on. There is state land. But every hunter who doesn't have land to hunt on hunts in state land. So your, your competition in state land to get a decent kill on an animal is very, very hard because you got opening day, you could have 50 guys in a, in a two mile radius, all hunting the same state land. Yeah. And I would imagine that base camp leasing, you're going to find out about a lot of hunting grounds that you otherwise wouldn't know about. Yes. Because these are privately owned farms where the hunt, where the farmer has said, yeah, I'll let guys hunt off. I, I mean, this, these farmers probably have had people knock on their door and say, Hey, we're deer hunting next week. You mind? Can we spend opening day hunting on your farm? And a lot of farmers will talk to them, make sure that they are going to be safe hunters and give them the, like, well, I don't want you hunting that field. And okay. And they just let people hunt on their land this way. It's like your land you're hunting on now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I'm surprised nobody's thought of that earlier. Well, I, I mean, they, this company is great. If you're like me and you like to hunt, and you would like to hunt closer to home because you end up having to go there and there and there because that's where your friends have property that you can hunt on. Look right. at base camp leasing and see if you can't find a nice little piece of property close to you that you and maybe your son uh, can hunt on. And it, what is it? Gonna, it'll cost you maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a year to have your own land to hunt on. I'm telling you, if you're a hunter, you you you're listening to this. You're going, oh man, this is great. I never heard of this. I never heard of it before. Yeah, plus I, I would imagine if you're traveling far, like you went to where, New York State? Yeah, I had to go upstate New York. It was it was a 14-hour ride one way. And there's no guarantee you're going to come back with... We didn't come back with anything. See, now, if, th- if this piece of land, I'm actually going out there next week to look at it and walk it. And if, yep. it, if it looks like I think it's going to... I already got the aerial view of the map. It's on the website, Base Camp Leasing. You look at this, you see everything ahead of time. And... If everything checks out, he said that there's even electric and water hookup. If I wanted to buy one of those little pop-up uh, uh, trailers, I could drag yeah. it out there, put it on the land, pop it up, and I can sleep in it at night, get up in the morning, and go hunting. That's the only way I'd do it. I don't think I'd sleep in the tent after some of the bear attacks yeah. I've seen. No, I, I don't want to sleep in a tent because I, I'm past that. I, I, don't, I don't want to freeze my ass off all night long. Right. I did when I was young, but I have no interest in doing that. And a lot of guys will go into town 
and stay at a, a motel and then drive. Then you, when you drive to your hunting spot, you spook everything. This way, if I have a little pop-up, I get out and I walk over to my hunting stand in the morning and I sit down and I, I, and I wait it out. Is that how you normally hunt tree stand? Just hanging out I've there never hunt, I've never hunted in a tree stand. I may hunt in a tree stand. If I have this land and it's like my own, I'll put a tree stand up then for a change. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm, I, you know, last year when I hunted upstate New York, I found a couple old rickety tree stands. I'm not climbing up there and sitting in those things. They could fall out of the tree while I'm sitting in them. I don't know how old they yeah. are, if they're sturdy or not. I had a friend who climbed up in one. He was hunting deer and he spilled some spray at the bottom of the tree to attract deer. And all of a sudden he heard something come crashing through the underbrush. It's a bear. Yeah. And the bear, the bear is going nuts clawing at the tree and he can't figure it out. And he finally looked at this bottle of stuff and he says, may attract deer, something else and bear. Right. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, it's getting dark. And, and he's stuck he in fought- that tree. Yeah, he, he. I said, "What did you do?" He said, "I waited it out, but by the time the bear went away, it was pitch black." He says, "I almost didn't find my way back to my car." Why didn't he shoot my- the bear? I don't know. I don't know if he was bow hunting or what. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know why he could have been. You know, and and the other thing is, he told me once. He said, "Just because you have a gun doesn't mean you shoot." He says, "You better have enough gun to drop that bear." And he said, I mean, some people, if a bear charges you, he said, you better damn hope you get a headshot or a heart shot. He said, because if you don't have enough gun, forget it. He says, don't even, he said, you're just going to piss it off even worse. Yeah. Well, base camp leasing is where you want to go. If you like to hunt and you'd like to have your own land to hunt on so you could put cameras out, you could see where the animals are. I mean, I got pictures of the deer that have been taken off of this land I'm looking at. Some yeah. monster bucks. Four monster yeah. bucks in the past three years have been taken out. I mean, big. 14-pointers with tines this high. I mean, these are beautiful deer. And it's because they're eating all the farmland. You know, they they, they, they have soybean to eat. They have corn to eat. They have everything that they want to eat. Yeah, you, it's hard to beat venison. Too. <laughs> no, I know. I know. So good. I'm excited about this. So if you're a hunter and you'd like to go hunting more often... You know, don't forget, I can hunt pheasant and quail on this land. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not just... Cool. Yeah, base camp leasing. Check it out. And if you... I have no affiliation with them, but I talked to the girl and said I was going to plug it because I was so amazed at this service. I thought, there's got to be somebody else out there that would like to like to know about this. So let them right. know you heard about it on Superhuman Radio. That's it for cool. today. Um, this week, tomorrow, I actually, I think, we're talking about... This uh, new probiotic that I am excited to start using, this P3OM, uh, yep. it's, a, it's a patented single strain of L. plantarum, and it, it, it replicates and doubles every 20 minutes in your gut, and wow. it, it completely digests protein. If you're like me and you're eating a lot of protein, you'll get more out of it using this. We're going to talk about the science tomorrow, so you're not going to want to yeah. miss that. I'll have to tell Jen about that. She'll be very excited. To yeah, hear that. yeah. I'm, and you know, I'm not a big fan of willy nilly probiotic use. This stuff is legit, and it actually has helped a lot of people who have autoimmune disorders get rid of their autoimmune disorders because by the L. plantarum doubling its population every 20 minutes, it can actually take up spa- spaces where bad bugs are. 
that are now dying, it'll move into their into their their place. So it actually can help clean out and kind of uh, weed out your gut. It's really really interesting science. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Great. See you, everybody. All then right. Rob, thanks uh, for being here today and doing all the heavy lifting, brother. Great. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And thanks for watching and listening today. We'll see you tomorrow.